Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King. Today is Thursday, January the 30th, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time and wherever you are in the world, thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And today is a challenge to be happy. I'm finding today to be quite challenging, Alex, because I'm dealing with one of the worst things you can deal with mm-hmm. that is not deadly, that is not terrorist related. It's <laughs> simply, it it's the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are going to be some people who complain about putting the IRS in the same category. You know, complain all you want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, is it, isn't it terroristic though? <laughs> no, no, it's not terroristic. It's just kind of bumbling more than anything else. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the the uh, Affordable Health Care Act and the way it has been implemented in Connecticut has reached all, wreaked all kinds of havoc in the lives of Walt and Louise because Louise became a Medicare recipient last year. And it appears, I'm not 100% sure of this yet, it appears that the uh, Connecticut Health website doesn't properly take that into account, oh. which means I'm left with a nice $2,500 tax bill I didn't expect. Which oh, is that's not, no. that's not a happy thing. So mm-hmm. I'm still working on that one. And I figured that becomes a good topic. How do you deal with stuff when all of a sudden you're, you're doing great? I mean, I had this great vacation. I was away for 10 days. I was smiling all the time. I come back and all of a sudden, bam, hit between the eyes yep. with this really, really unpleasant situation. This, this mm-hmm. is what separates the men from the boys. I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> It does because I mean, this is where you have to really show, okay, I'm going to find the positive side. I'm going to find the parts that I like. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, str- I'm struggling to find them right now, but I'm going to find them. I'm guaranteeing that I'm going to find them. Um, just the fact that I'm doing a podcast with you, that's a good thing all by itself. That helps kind well, of. Well, this is what I'm saying. It writes the ship, you know. <laughs> I think in the positive, we can, we can think that hopefully this mess will get cleared up sooner than later. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? I think it will. Yeah. I don't, I, agree. I don't know exactly how it will. I mean, if well, I was just for us to figure out <laughs> exactly. I mean, if I was just looking at this rationally, I'd say, I don't see any way for this to mm-hmm. work out other than me shelling out a bunch of money I don't have, no. but I, it, it, it's just, it's not going to work that way. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's all there is to it. <laughs> and I, I have no better answer than that at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's the challenge I'm dealing with, and and uh, that that's kind of like half our topic. Now you have the other half of the topic, and again, it's it's a big kind of challenge to deal with, a different kind of challenge, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. a it's a major challenge nonetheless. Yes, I like to challenge us. So tell us about it. Uh, today we're going to discuss grief. Grief, grief meaning is- the loss of some how how we. Not, I'm not going to say get over because that's that's a rough situation, yeah, but yeah. how we deal with uh, the loss of someone close to us. That's a hard thing. I mean, yeah, it is. It, well, it, it, it does in some ways relate to how long that person who passed has been on this earth and what mm-hmm, the situation mm-hmm. was and so forth. I mean, there are extenuating circumstances that can affect that. But there are. By and large, it's still a major issue and it's a mm-hmm. tough one. And you know, when you compare, say, an IRS issue to that, it doesn't really compare. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> you know, so, okay. So, so these are two different, these are very challenging areas. That's why I titled today's show Thursday LOA challenges because, um, yep. you know, challenges, they pop up. They do. They, they pop up when we least expect them mm-hmm. and they can pop up even when you've been in a good high vibration place. 
Yeah, yeah. Which is which is disturbing. I mean, yeah. it feels like you shouldn't have that happen, but life happens. Life does happen, and the universe is always challenging us, so you got to keep an eye out. So what do we do? Oh, man. I mean, we have to be grateful and appreciate the things that aren't getting in our way and, and mm-hmm. appreciate the things that are going our way as opposed to dwelling on the fact that one or two things aren't going our way. Yeah, I agree. That, that uh, appreciation thing, it's kind of like a starting point for anything where, mm-hmm. where conscious creation is concerned. No matter what your state is, you really want to start with appreciation because it lifts you up wherever you yeah, are. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now I will say, especially with grief, I mean, not so much, well, I guess with this IRS issue, you could have it there too. Although usually you're starting from anger, which is an easier place to come from. Mm-hmm. But, um, with grief, you're, you're pretty far away from gratitude. I mean, you, mm. you just lost somebody. How do you, how do you find gratitude in that situation? I like to think of remembering all the good times you've had with that person and how long mm. and how well they lived their life while they were here on the, on, you know, their earth life. Mm. Yeah. That, well, that, that, it sounds good in theory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to think of in that moment, but you know, I, I like to think like after the funeral, we, uh, we do a thing called a repass and that's when we all the family get together and we eat and we talk and food is the best thing for grieving. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sitting there with your family and you're, you're discussing all the good times. Oh, remember when he did this or when she did that or, you know, over mashed potatoes. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. So you end okay. up going home with a, with a better feeling than when you got there. Well, it does remind me of a situation that occurred in our family on Louise's side of the family, actually, mm-hmm. when her sister's husband, her, her brother-in-law passed mm-hmm. about uh-huh. two years ago. And we went to visit them during that time, uh, mm-hmm. her sister, her niece and her nephew, and spent time with them, you know, during all the, the wake, the funeral, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And after the funeral, there's, you know, like you said, there's the, everybody gets together and there's food and there's yep. a lot of chat and so all, all that kind of thing. And I found myself sitting next to my sister-in-law, mm-hmm. the one, woman who lost the husband. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I, I, I knew she was hurting. She's not yeah. the kind of person who shows it. Right. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew she was hurting inside and I, and you could just tell the whole, I mean, let's be perfectly honest. The whole wake funeral process will just wear you down all by itself. Oh, yes. Yes. Definitely. Right. So she was being affected by that and mm-hmm. I wanted to help shift her, mm-hmm. shift her attention, shift her energy. And so I, I used a method that I had originally successfully used with Louise about a year before that kind of by mm-hmm. accident. I'd stumbled on this thing that worked really well. So I tried it again. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I'm serious. I, I just stumbled on it. Um, what, what I basically did was to refocus on what it is that she loved about him. Right. And the way I said it in that case was I, I actually didn't know. Joe, the guy who passed, I didn't know him really, really well. He, he was at our wedding. Right. Um, and I'd seen him like one or two other times, but I believe it or not, I never had a conversation with the guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, mm. that's just the way it had worked out. I, I never right. really got to know him. I knew he was a good guy just from the mm-hmm. stories I'd heard, but I never talked to him. So that right. was my entree. Mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. I said to Lee, I said, you know, I don't really know Joe very well. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you loved him so much. Tell me why he was so special to you. Aww. And what happened was kind of similar to what had happened with Louise the previous time when I raised the same kind of question. It was about, ah. in that case, it was about her stepmother passing. Mm-hmm. Her, her whole countenance changed. Yeah. And she started to smile. Yeah. And she told me 
what it was that had kind of won her over to him when he was courting mm-hmm. her way back when. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was one of the few people who could make her laugh. Oh, that's always a given. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you can make me laugh. You're in there like swimwear. Yeah. And and that was the case with her, too. I mean, and if you know Lee, she she's a tough cookie. Mm-hmm. You know, she she she's uh well she's a, a school teacher she teaches okay. high school history so I mean oh. you have to have you have to have a certain degree of you know thick yeah. skin to do that kind of work right mm-hmm. shout um, out to all my high school history teachers there you go <laughs> and you know she had kind of carried that on in life so yeah. everything about her there there was like this strong barrier you never got past mm-hmm. he got past the barrier with his with with his humor. Yeah. And he got her to laugh and apparently he got her to laugh for the rest of their marriage, which lasted 35 plus years. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just talking about what it is that you love about someone who's just passed, mm-hmm. kind of like what you were hinting at, mm-hmm. it shifts the whole energy. It does. It does. No? So you start thinking about the good times mm-hmm. as opposed to how they left this earth and, and what we're dealing with now. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, is that now, are you talking from experience? Cause you, you said the same thing essentially of, of shifting your attention to what it is that you loved about the person or what, uh, you know, funny stories or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you talking about that from experience? Like you had a particular situation where somebody passed and you were involved in kind of shifting the whole vibration around. Yeah, my uncle had passed uh, about a month ago, right before Christmas, actually. Oh. And um, so now my my uncle is who I'm related to, but his wife and I had gotten closer as he was getting sicker. So mm. now I felt I feel this responsibility to like make sure she's okay and call yeah. her every couple of days. And she, yeah. you know, she's having a, a rough time. They've been married for almost 30 years, I think. So mm. yeah. And he, uh, died of, of cancer mm-hmm. and yeah. So she's having a rough time. So yeah, I've been, I've taken it upon myself being the closest person to her, um, to make sure she's okay and, and dealing and handling as best she can. So what have you been using as techniques? I mean, we're um, trying to figure out what techniques we can pass along to listeners, you know, what's amazing, <laughs> right? Well, I'm always making her laugh. I'm always keeping her abreast of my dating situation because she's been there through all of them. Mm. So (laughs) she really likes Kenny this time. So she, we're we're, uh, doing weekly updates of the relationship. (laughs) And uh, recently I found some pictures in my phone of my uncle at different events that I guess she didn't have. And she was looking for these pictures for the funeral and I didn't get to go to the funeral because it was in Virginia. But, mm. um, so she, she didn't know who to ask or what, or how to get it out of her phone or whatever, whatever happened. And I, so I sent her these pictures and I was like, I just found these on my phone. And she was like, I was looking for these pictures. So she started crying, but like happy tears. Right. And yeah. So, you know, stuff like that, that I'm, that I'm doing, you know, and mm-hmm. reminding her of, I was like, Oh, when this one time me and uncle Gary, blah, blah, blah. And start telling a good story and stuff like that. You know, things she didn't know before, before she met him when I was a kid and stuff like that. That's very cool. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of li- lays out for somebody who wants to help somebody else. What can you do? Mm-hmm. What can you do mm-hmm. to help? Yeah. So now let's turn it around the other way. What if you're the person who's grieving because you lost somebody? I mean, it's a different kind well, of that's the thing. It, that's, that's the hard time, right? Yeah. It's still hard because I'm also grieving because I lost my uncle, but true. 
but I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I put it secondary because I, that was his wife. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's hard, but I did my grieving, but see, my grieving's different because of the autism. I'm just like, all right, I cried for an hour and now I'm good. Like I, I treasured his life. It was great. He left too soon, but who's to say what's too soon. So, and then I'm just, I just move on very quickly. Okay. So you're saying that you did that because of autism? I'm saying I grieve quicker than most people. Why do you think that is? I don't know exactly what it is, but it's, it's just how I've always been. Like even my, me and my grandmother were best friends and she died and I was just like, well, I'll delete that number. And I just moved on. I was just, can't call that number anymore. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. And I was, you know, I went to, I went to her funeral. We did the memorial and I was, I, I was sad. I don't, I can't say I was actually sad. I was, she lived till 96. So it's like, you know, she, she had plenty of time here. It was her time to go. And same thing with my great aunt and everything, everybody actually. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a little secret. Now, I've mm-hmm. never been diagnosed as Asperger's or autism mm-hmm. or anything like that. And to the best mm-hmm. of my knowledge, I don't fit on the spectrum. <laughs> and yet, I mean, I've never been tested. So how would I know? Right. Um, <laughs> I have very much the same kind of response. Really? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I mean, I won't say that death is never distressing. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't last for me. Yeah. See, and for me, I'm more concerned about the people that are left behind. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm like, why are we dwelling on the person that's gone? Like, yes, we cherish his memory, but he's no longer here. Which is what memorial services and funerals and all that are right. really for. Those are know. the appropriate times to do that. Yeah. Although I have heard through um, psychic mediums and so forth, mm-hmm. this is and this always struck me as, as both a little creepy and very humorous at the same time. Mm-hmm. I've heard that the deceased often shows up at their own memorial services and funerals. I'm definitely going. I'm definitely going. <laughs> um, and if I see anybody there that I didn't really like in real life and they're just like, oh, no, Alex is gone. But no, we didn't have a real friendship. You, mm, I'm going to be mad if somebody doesn't say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I'll tell you another story from the same uh, situation. Mm-hmm. I, my sister-in-law's husband dying. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time the funeral came around, I mean, this is a full Catholic mass and uh, wake and funeral. So it's, it's, like, oh. it's the rough kind, right? Yeah. The rough kind. <laughs> it is rough. It is. It is. I mean, it oh is. my goodness. Yeah. I, I, I mean, no disrespect intended to any given religion, but I think the Catholics have it in for people who are grieving. I mean, <laughs> They just put them through all kinds of, I mean, it's like an endless pain mm-hmm. process. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Anyway, that, that's <laughs> enough, enough of that. But anyway, <laughs> at, at the funeral, at one point, um, the, the priest is, is leading the funeral mass and mm-hmm. I don't remember what, what portion of it it was, but it was a key portion where he puts out a question of some kind. And I uh-huh. can't remember what the question was, but he puts it out. And as he puts it out, a cell phone starts beeping. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> and my wife, who's sitting next to me, leans over to me and says, that's Joe. He says it's getting far too serious. Yeah. I, yeah. I co-sign on that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of believe that was probably true. I mean, mm-hmm. if you believe that, you know, the, the spirit of the deceased does hang around to see what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. I can imagine from what little, I mean, everything I knew about this guy uh-huh. was, he, he was, he was just a big teddy bear. He was a sweetheart. He was well respected. He was a sports writer for most of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, very well known in New Jersey, especially Southern New Jersey. Um, had a lot of friends, a lot of mm-hmm. followers and so forth. So this is a, a very popular guy. And yeah. everything I knew about him was that he was just likable. People yeah. just liked yeah. him and, and mm-hmm. they felt good around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, he got my my sister in law to laugh. I mean, how bad can that be, right? I mean, that, that's a plus right there. You know, so when you have somebody like that, and if you do believe that, uh, that, that people can come back in spirit mm-hmm. to such an event, I can see him coming yeah. back and saying, "This is getting too heavy. We got to turn this around." Yeah, that's. Why I don't think I want a funeral. I think I, we'll do the memorial service, and but we're gonna we're gonna make it a party. We're gonna celebrate my life. We're not gonna we're not gonna have tears. We're gonna have drinks music it's gonna be fantastic yeah i always thought the the new orleans funerals had it right yes right exactly let's stand to the street with umbrellas i love it mostly (laughs) right they start off with the funeral dirge and they're they're sadly walking down Mm -hmm. the street and then Mm -hmm. they pause and then they break into the stixie lamb thing yeah yeah right love it yeah and that's the part that i thought was really good Mm -hmm. because now they're now it's no longer about feeling pain feeling right. suffering and so right mm-hmm. i mean somebody who went through i guess you mentioned your your uncle had cancer that can often yeah. be a very painful thing to go through right. But, right but he's not going through it anymore exactly exactly so it's and actually a relief yes it is he's no longer suffering right mm-hmm. so yeah these are all ways that it really comes down to how are we going to look at the situation we can look yeah. at it in terms of the grief and the pain, or we can look at it in other terms. Mm-hmm, exactly. We can find the good in that too. So now I'm going to try to see if I can apply the same principle to dealing with an the IRS, IRS. tax issue. <laughs> Are you grieving over your taxes? <laughs> Not so much grieving as pissed. But... <laughs> yes, I totally get that. Man. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. So well, think, Jeffrey's feeling very grateful of, of after we started talking about fe- feeling grateful. So he's oh, saying, good. I appreciate that we have affordable health care. Things are always working out for me. Thank you for the opportunities to learn and grow. Thank you for comfort food. Thank you for mm-hmm. happy memories. And thank you for people that can make me laugh. No, those are good. Those are really those are good. all good. I like yes. that. And by I the way, Jeffrey. By the way, I like the fact that you're able to stay on it because my computer still isn't fixed. So <laughs> thank you for staying on top. And, and at least now we can acknowledge the YouTube live streamers that we have not been able to acknowledge the last couple of days. <laughs> this is an improvement. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, it is. No problem. <laughs> and yet, Jeffrey, you just keep right on posting those posts because we'll pick them up. Exactly. And we'll pass them along. Um, yeah. And, and I, I agree with everything he said. Mm-hmm. That, that's I really, I think that's the key. I mean, I, and I really do believe what we said earlier. Somehow this IRS issue is going to work out. I don't yes. know how. I mean, certainly on this side of it, it doesn't seem possible. Yeah, it doesn't look good right now. But it you doesn't know look good now. Like, a lot of problems start out that way. <laughs> they are, well, the ones that we pay most attention to and get all worked up about are the mm-hmm. ones that start out exactly that way. That's why they're called problems. That's right. Well, often <laughs> major problems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's yeah. It's all going to work. And, and I, that's what I keep trying to tell myself. I, that's what I was actually, literally what I was telling myself when I was talking to the person at the Connecticut Health Exchange. I was mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. to them on the phone. I, and 
I, I just have to, to make one comment. The person I was speaking to really needs to stop mumbling. Oh, no. <laughs> Everything was coming up. Get your diction you, together. You're, you're spending half the time saying, what did she what? just say? <laughs> that is not the type of phone call you want to have. You definitely want to understand what they're saying. So it, it's a real test. To yeah. See, okay. Can I stay on top of the positive side? And I actually managed to crack a joke or two to get her to laugh. So that was, an, <laughs> you know, that was an improvement. Um, but it's a challenge. It, right. It, when, when you're faced with that really unpleasant situation and you're having to find the, the silver lining that you really can't see, that is a challenge. It, it reminds mm-hmm. me of a phone call that Joel Elston talked about one time. Okay. He, he doesn't have, you know, Joel, as well as I do, he doesn't have right. any bad days. No, his days, no. His days are almost always good. Right. But he had uh, one of those very rare, no good, really bad days mm-hmm, where he mm-hmm. ended up calling the call center of a cable provider. Okay. Oh, and yeah, I remember this story. Cable <laughs> provider or a telephone company. I can't remember which. And he went into that call in a way that was not Joel-like. Yeah. I think it was the cable company because I remember arguing with him about Xfinity. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well. (laughs) So, yes, and he went into that call, and, of course, it just turned into a disaster because he Mm -hmm. went into it competitively. Mm -hmm. And then he got off the call and almost instantly recognized his mistake, which is what a true master does anyway. Yes, yes. And ended up getting himself back into alignment in Abraham terms. And then made another call and this time went in with the intention that somehow, some way, this is going to work out well. Mm-hmm. And as he got somebody on the phone, he explained the situation and just was maintaining that viewpoint as best he possibly could, despite the overwhelming evidence of the senses saying, no, this is going to be a bad <laughs> yeah. thing. Right. And it did turn out well. I don't remember what the details were, but it mm-hmm. turned out better than he expected. The whole thing got ironed out like within seconds. Mm-hmm. The bad thing went away. Yeah. And all of a sudden, life was good again. Yeah. That's how you got to handle it. And it worked. Yeah. If, I, I mean, they, when I say it worked, I mean, getting into that frame of mind actually ended up producing the desired result. Exactly. Against all odds. I got to take that and uh, start doing that because I definitely, when I have to call a company, I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw a bitch fit and I'm getting <laughs> my money back. And that's <laughs> that's how I start the conversation. <laughs> As soon as I hit that number and I press one for English, mm, I'm like, yep, it's going to be a problem. (laughs) That's definitely spoiling for a fight. (laughs) But I do follow it up with, but I'm getting my money back. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm getting my money back, but I'm going to have a hard time doing it. And I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) Not I'm going to have a hard time. They're going to have a hard time. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Unicorn Kitty is coming out, and she's got her <laughs> horn sharpened. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> Speaking of which, side story, I have to tell you this because I'm just like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Okay. Okay. So I just found out that in the dating world, there is a term called unicorn, and you will really? not believe what it actually means. <laughs> uh, let's see, what would unicorn mean? Uh, being one of a kind in a way, cause that's what I was, that's where it came. The whole unicorn thing came from is the being on dating sites and being that like, I'm so rare and magical. Like you want to date me, but okay. apparently, uh, I was wrong. 
being a unicorn means you are bisexual and you are bisexual female and you are willing to be part of a throuple, which is a okay. couple that's already a couple. You're willing to be the third person. I was uh-huh. like, what? <laughs> so I don't know what to do with my brand now. <laughs> I, I think that this is a good time to practice shifting the popular meme. Okay. Okay. This is why I came to you because I'm like, I'm, I've been upset about it for like two whole days. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Well, we can't have that. (laughs) No, we can't. can't. I'm like, I gotta return my headphones. I gotta return my shirts. I'm like, oh my God. No, I, I think this is, this is where you get out unicorn kitty. Okay. And basically you say, well, okay, if that's what you want to be, you can make it that, but that's not what it is. Here's what it really is. Okay. Maybe get on to, I mean, they have the websites, right? Where you can find out what, you know, Urban Dictionary or whatever to find out what terms mean. Yeah, yeah. Become become a member and give an alternative definition. All right. So I'm going to sign up for Wikipedia after, after this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what? who came along and said, well, I am the final authority on what these you know, weird new terms mean? That's a fact. I was talking to my mother this morning about that because she was like, oh, I can't have salad yet because I haven't had breakfast. I said, nobody made the <laughs> rules on what foods are breakfast foods. As long mm. as you eat at a certain time of day, that's breakfast. She's like, very true. Very true. And, and the big problem with f- trying to follow those rules is that you end up being Martha Stewart. Right. <laughs> Not that Martha Stewart's a bad person. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but she's a little stick up the butt. Yeah, and, and little, that's not a fun bit. way to live. No, it's not. You know, so you know, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Speaking of IRS problems, anyway. yes, right. <laughs> Sorry about that, Martha. Oh wait, hold on. Jeffrey said, "Yeah, Jeffrey said unicorns are also a thing in the gay community too." Because we're oh, really? magical. See, so now I'm like, all right, you know what? It's fine. It's whatever. I'm still a unicorn. I don't care. I don't care. And, and the fact is, how many? Urban dictionary definitions or Wikipedia definitions or whatever. Yeah. How many words have multiple definitions? True. Very true. Very I true. mean, Wikipedia actually has a page. What do they call it? They, they have pages where there's a particular term or a particular word, and they'll give all the different possible uses of that name mm-hmm. or word or whatever. They, I can't think what they call that. Um, but sometimes you get like 30, 40, 50 on a page. Yeah, you do. You know, so if they can't handle three different definitions of unicorn, there's mm. there's a problem here, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so just create your own definition. Yeah, Be, you're a trailblazer. I've already settled in my ways, and it's, it's my spirit animal you, anyway. You might, so start, you might start a new trend. I might. It's a movement, people. Get on it. <laughs> 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 I mean, have you ever wondered what that would be like to start a trend? I mean, I've started a couple of phrases before, but I've never started a whole trend. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, what kind of phrases did you start? Well, I definitely started actual factuals. Okay. You're right. Um, I have never heard that one before. That's one of my my most current ones. Um, what else did I start? Hmm. Well, actual factuals is good all by itself. It's not like yeah, you have to have is, multiples. You know? Yeah, I do have multiples, but they're, they're going to pop up in my Facebook on this day things, and then I'll remind you. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> it's like, what did I say five years ago? It's like, oh, yep, that was a movement. <laughs> so I guess you do know what it, what it feels like to create one then. Cause you I do, yes, a little bit, yeah. What does it feel like? Um, It makes you a little angry for not copywriting it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, there is still time. Yes, there is still time, but it's like now with the with the internet, you don't know where memes or anything starting. You just I, actually, I think it's more of a there. trademark now that I think about it. Trademark, like, watermark, yeah. you know, all that yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> it's hard to figure out where things began on the internet now on the interwebs. <laughs> I often wondered about how it is that people end up deciding to file a, a patent or a copyright or whatever. Yeah. How given... do you know when it's that important that you need to do it? Yeah. I mean, or is it always that important? I, I think what it comes down to is there are just some people who are bound and determined to get a corner on the market for this idea. So they'll mm-hmm. just patent anything. And there are people who are like that. They'll patent anything. Yes, I agree. Yeah. They'll patent water if they can. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if someone's tried that to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just what some people do. They just, they live for getting that, that, uh, putting your arm behind your back and holding it there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're the ones who are going to do it. I, I, you know, I think the people who kind of hold back, who are wondering, okay, so when should I file a patent and so forth? Well, first of all, not, they're not the ones who want to bend anyone else's arm back. Yeah. Right. And second of all, they're really not looking to make a fortune off their idea. Yeah, they're just trying to help the world. They're trying to help the world. Yeah. yeah. So here's for people. Here, here's people who are just trying to help the world. They may not get the credit. Yeah. But they deserve it. I have something that I've been meaning to patent for years. What's that? I've been, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm patenting it right now because I'm saying it live on TV and this is the <laughs> interwebs and it'll be forever. So anybody comes out with this. Timestamp right now. So January 30th, um, <laughs> 2020, 4:30 p.m. New York time. <laughs> so I came up with this idea for um, interchangeable bras, like interchangeable size of bras. So like some women are are different sizes on each side. So I came up with a bra that you can hook in the front, hook in the back. That can be different colors if you want to punky Brewster it. They can, you know, and you can wear, you can buy one size for one side and one size for the other side, and you can have interchangeable things. I'm almost shocked that that hasn't already been done. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, right? <laughs> so no one steal my idea. I'm coming up with it. <laughs> now, if you really are serious, you have to actually go out and patent it at this point. Yeah, but then I'm like, who's going to make it for me? It's so much work. <laughs> well, it's an interesting question because, mm-hmm. I mean, we, well, first of all, we've gotten far away from grief and you know, IRS issue, which, but, but it, th- on the other hand, this is what happens when you do that. Yes. When you get away from it, you move into the more positive realm. Jeffrey just gave me a name for, for my product. Oh, what's that? Adjust a bra. That's not bad. <laughs> Cause it's just a bra. It is. <laughs> Love it, Jeffrey. Thank so you. The marketing is built in. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, no, he said abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one too. That was a good one. <laughs> oh my God. I got to holler at Jeffrey when I start marketing this. <laughs> Very good, Jeffrey. I'm, I'm definitely impressed. Yes. <laughs> well, they say I always go to a good, to a gay guy for design, right? And, he, and this is Actual, exactly design, factual. but it's in the same general area. It right? is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Good stuff. That, good. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. I, I good. <laughs> so, uh, so you are going to go out and patent this then? No, no, I'm sorry. I won't push that anymore. I don't know. Cause I, I came up with this idea probably 10 years ago and I haven't done anything with it except talk to people about it. <laughs> so the fact that it hasn't been, uh, done and, and 
I've been like online looking at it and going, what the hell? Someone stole my idea. It's probably a sign that I should do something. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. clothing and design is not my thing. I just think it's a good idea. Well, maybe part of the issue there is you're thinking of it in terms of should. Mm. It really has to be in terms of want to. Right. So yeah. Yeah. maybe, th- maybe that's what, where the, the, uh, refocusing has to take mm-hmm. place. You have to yeah. kind of pivot it around a little bit to something yeah. more in alignment with this is what I want. This is what I'd like. Well, I'm at sort of at that point where like I would want it in my closet, but do I want to do it? No. <laughs> well, that I, well that ties in with something that Louise and I are dealing with. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we both uh, one of the things that happened during our visit with my brother and sister in law. My sister in law, as you know, uh, received a doctorate in statistics, and mm-hmm. that's one, one of the reasons we went down for vacation was to right. be her be there for that. Which, by the way, we. It, the whole schedule got messed up, so she actually got her doctorate the day we were flying. So we actually oh, missed Oh no, song. you missed the graduation. Yeah, <laughs> we still got to celebrate anyway. That was good. <gasps> you say that as if it's a shocking thing. No, no, no. Jeffrey just gave me a really good idea, but I'll wait till you're done to tell you. <laughs> okay. Well, hold that thought. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, one of the other things that she is renowned for here on LOA today anyway, because she was one mm-hmm. of my earliest po- uh, podcast co-hosts. Right. Is she was originally pursuing her PhD in the neurosciences and um, neurobiology and that kind of thing. And that included studying nutrition and how nutrition works. Mm-hmm. One of the things that she was telling us about over our holiday there, over our 10-day period, was the effect mm-hmm. of carbohydrates. Oh, she's very much an advocate of, of, uh, the Atkins or the, or the keto approach, low carbs, high fat, high protein. Right. And, and she was giving us all the science behind it. And the science actually sounds pretty impressive. So we decided, okay, well, we're going to, we need to make some changes. We both want to lose some weight anyway. So mm-hmm. let's, let's see if we can make some changes. So we started looking around what we asked her, what, what's, where, what can we do for like breakfast? Cause breakfast is always Louise's hard thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so she suggested uh, breakfast bars. So we started looking at the breakfast bars. And we, we bought a, a bunch of them and taste tested them. And quite honestly, mm, they don't taste yeah. very good. They're not that impressive. They're not. No. And mm-hmm. including the ones that are supposedly leaps and bounds above, above the others, they're still not. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No. It's because the there's other, no sugar. Well, it's not. It's more than that. It, the, uh, personally, I just think that breakfast food should taste like food. It shouldn't taste like chewing gum. Hmm. What, what about granola bars? Well, granola bars actually taste like, you know, they feel like food. Yes, they're chewy, but, but that, I mean, that's, you can that's see what the nuts. That's what we're used to. You can see the nuts. You can, you can taste the mm-hmm. honey. You can taste, I mean, it, it tastes like real food. Right. So the breakfast bars, you're like, I don't know what this is, and it doesn't taste like anything I'm familiar with. And you read the ingredients, and you, and you don't taste any of the flavors in, in the actual bar. Right, the bar, right. It's just, bar, the bar is like chewing taffy with a little flavor. Facts, facts. That, that's what it's like, you know? Mm-hmm. So. We we just come from the school of thought that says food should taste like food. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Even if you're taking sugar out, it should still taste like food. That's hard to do, man. <laughs> We're finding out just how hard that is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> For instance, you want to go to the school to the store to get yogurt. Now, yogurt mm-hmm. that depending on what you're getting, if you're, if you're getting Dan and that's just high in sugar. But mm-hmm. there are alternatives like Greek yogurt and so forth, mm-hmm. and you can get them. If you work really hard, you can find some that are high protein, high fat, low or no carb. Yeah. But yep. most of them are no carb. Yes. 
and no fat. Oh. And no protein. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's basically milk. <laughs> well, milk without well, milk any nutritional has fat. value. Yeah. yeah, and it has yeah. protein. Right. You know? So basically they've taken all the nutritional value out, and that way they could say, well, it's, it's low fat, which really it turns out is not a good idea if you yeah, follow the, no. the keto approach. The keto approach right. says, well, you're supposed to have uh, actually high fat that helps to um, digest and, and remove the carbs right. from your fat, you know, so, mm-hmm. you, so you actually lose weight that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now I will put a little disclaimer down. There is a lot of controversy about, you know, what works for what people. Some people say nothing works. Some other people say, well, that didn't work, but this other approach worked. And, you know, there are a thousand theories about weight. Everybody's loss. different. Everything works differently for different people. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. So, so with that disclaimer out of the way, we're still pursuing this particular approach. And this approach says you, you go with high protein, high fat. Mm-hmm. Amazing how few foods that are on the grocery store shelf fit that description. Yeah. Just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the, the, um, breakfast bars that have come out, the, the so-called keto bars, which, yeah, this description are supposedly the next step forward mm-hmm. toward producing, you know, good tasting food for like breakfast bars and snacks and so forth. But they still taste like cardboard. They still taste like cardboard. <laughs> there, there, there is something seriously wrong here. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I was actually entertaining an idea. I haven't even told Louise this, this idea uh-huh. yet, but we're, we're kind of like experimenting with what can we create for breakfast mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. you know, that is high protein, high fat, lower, no carb. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm not even going to aim for no card, carb. I'm going to look for medium to low. That okay. would be a, because you can't even find that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even exist. If I can get the the, cor- the carb, you know, in like the five to ten gram range for a serving, yeah, I'll go mm-hmm. with that. That's fine. Right. You know, I just don't want thirty. So, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. that, that, well, that's what you usually get. Right. You know, so if I can get it down to five to ten grams. No, that may not be keto, but who cares? It tastes better. It's closer than you were before. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you're burning it off anyway with the fat. So, you know, you're fine. Um, we found a recipe, uh, a couple of recipes on a site and I don't remember the domain name. It was something like ketorecipes.com, but it may not be uh, that. Were they fat um, bombs? No, it didn't have a particular name. It was, this was just a one woman who has come up with her own recipes and she's publishing them online. Nice. Keto diets. Yeah. Really good, good service she's providing. Appreciate that. Yeah. And I don't know what the, uh, nutritional makeup of these products are. She may have listed there. I didn't study it carefully. So that's something we have to look at. Okay. But nevertheless, it was a starting point. Some of the ingredients Louise didn't like too much. Louise is a little bit picky about what ingredients she likes, but it gave us mm. a starting point. So we figured let's start with that and then mess with it a little bit. You know, try some substitutions and so forth and see if we can come up with something that mm-hmm. actually tastes good. And that's relatively lower carbs, relatively higher fat, relatively higher protein. It doesn't have to be perfect. That, that, that's the thing about the keto products. The keto products seem to want to make it all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why are we setting the standard that high? Yeah. We're, we're not producing good food that way anyway. True. <laughs> you know, so well, let's, <laughs> let's shift the standard. Let's, let's lower the bar a little bit yeah. and go for something that actually tastes good that will improve your ratio of of uh, carbs to protein and fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really what you're trying to do anyway. Exactly. Who cares about extremism? Yeah. So that's what we're aiming for right now. And I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could come up with something like that and then maybe sell it to a company to reproduce and make a lot of money. Ooh, you get a patent that. Well, first we have to create it. <laughs> mm. 
See? The one <laughs> precedes the other. <laughs> Jeffrey said, can we have a show about nutrition, weight loss, and the law of attraction? Sure. We can't. It's been a long time since we've done that, Jeffrey. You're right. I, I think it probably dates back to when Wendy Dillard was one of my co-hosts. Because mm. mm-hmm. Wendy, that, Wendy is a fabulous wealth attractor, and mm. she's a fabulous relationship attractor. Um, weight loss was always her her thing. Everybody always has one thing that they struggle with and that was yeah, her thing to yeah. struggle with. Um, but in the last few months that she and I were doing the show together, she had a, a new project she was working on. She called it project body. Ooh. Okay. Project body was all about trying to learn how to use and apply conscious creation mm-hmm. by itself mm-hmm. toward weight loss. Um, oh, I'm interested I, in this. And I never did find out how that all worked out. I mean, mm-hmm. she and I occasionally keep touch by email. Um, but the last time she was on the show, it was at the point where she was finding that if she could keep her mind on what she liked, mm-hmm. focused in that way on a regular basis, and then do so in a way that when it came to eating something, she, she would literally ask her, her inner being, can I eat mm-hmm. this? Okay. It was like this conversation that she was having with her inner being. Yeah. And if the inner being said yes, then she'd have it. If, if the inner being said no, then she wouldn't. Or mm-hmm. if, as often happened, like she want she would want to have pizza, for instance. Right. And her inner right. being would say, you can have one slice. Okay. Which I thought was pretty good specificity for an inner being conversation. Yeah, it really is. Cause I'd be you arguing know? mine all day. I'm like, no, we're having <laughs> chocolate. Like, no. <laughs> well, Wendy didn't argue with her inner being. She, she, she was really good at that inner dialogue. Yeah. Really, and, and she still is, as far mm-hmm. as I know, she still is. Um, she ended up leaving the show so she could just pursue her coaching career full time. Right. But, um, she was really good at that. And it, when you, when you can get it to the point where you can actually communicate and translate it into words. I mean, for me, if I can get a yes or no answer, I'm doing really well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. She could do entire paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's awesome. pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah it is yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real skill. So yeah. anyway, she, she had pursued all that and, was kind of applying the principle that Abraham Hicks teaches in, mm-hmm. uh, which book is it? I can't remember which one of their books. There, there's a segment in one of their books where they talk about applying law of attraction specifically to weight loss. Mm-hmm. And what Abraham says in that segment is if you have the right thought process, it doesn't matter what your diet is, which is mm-hmm. really a revolutionary concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's certainly going to fly in the face of all the dieters that are out there. You're right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and the example they gave was even more radical. The example they mm-hmm. gave was this. If you have the right process, the right mm-hmm. mental process going on, and you go into an ice cream store and eat a 100 tubs of ice cream, you won't gain a pound. <laughs> but if you go in with the wrong mindset, you're going to blow up like a balloon. <laughs> Oh, the blow up situation. Oh man. Which, which is pretty <laughs> controversial. Yeah, it is. You know, there, there are a lot of dieters out there saying, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to go to Ben and Jerry's and test that theory. <laughs> I'll get back to you in a day. <laughs> D- disclaimer, we do not recommend this method. <laughs> Jeffrey I'm said just... maybe it's because she knew that one slice would make her happy more than it would make her feel bad or guilty. Uh, Jeffrey, I think there's, a, there's something to that. I think I you've agree. actually nailed it in, in, yeah. in, in, in at least some way, mm-hmm. because I remember when she told me that particular story, it was one of our last, last episodes together. Mm-hmm. She was sounding happy when she described that. Yeah. 
Because I think one slice, you know, you can deal with. You can you can be like, okay, I had a slice, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, eating a whole pizza to the face, that's a little harder to deal with. <laughs> and the results that she was getting, now, again, this was early results, and I never found out what happened later on. She was losing like a pound a week. Oh, and she okay. And she wasn't changing her diet. Oh, see, that's the best part. The only thing she was changing was her mindset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't have enough data to say it actually worked to lose 100 pounds or 50 pounds or something, but she was losing weight doing that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all, I'm not going to say all, but mostly in the mindset of portions, portion Mm -hmm. control, you know, so what makes you happy and what makes you feel full if, if you're already, if you already have the mindset that you're happy and full, you Mm -hmm. you may not need as much of the outside to make you happy. Well, actually, this fuels another thought, but I want to make sure I get back to what you were going to bring up because Jeffrey said something that just grabbed your attention and you put it on on hold. I'm glad he wrote it because I forgot already. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the abracadabra. He was saying, think of the breast cancer survivors. Oh, yeah. That's why I said. (gasps) Yeah. 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 Because they're dealing mostly with prosthetics and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Kenny's very interested in that because he wants to help. He wants to do free tattoos for people who have scars. So like if you're okay. a cutter or if you've had one breast removed or a um, whole mastectomy or whatever, he wants to, you know, do tattoos mm-hmm. for free. He's a tattoo artist, right? Yes, he is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Good for him yeah. to, to be focusing on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so does that mean you're going to like pursue it? Um, I don't know. Well, I'm super lazy. I <laughs> like we we know this about me. <laughs> uh, anything I can't do from my bed and or my couch doesn't usually get done, <laughs> except laundry. Yeah. Well, you, I don't think you do the laundry from your couch, but well, it, no, that's it's in close said, proximity. For yeah. No, 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 it's not. It's down another floor. So yeah. Oh, it is. A, okay. Yeah. So, so you actually have to work said, a little bit. A little bit. A little. Well, yeah. a lot of bit because I got to go up another floor to get the laundry, then down two floors to put it in the, and then you got to put it in the, I told you, it's a scam by down. I'm telling you. It's just—it's <laughs> like those people who believe that Valentine's day was, was invented by the greeting card company. Like that's mm. how I feel about laundry and downy like, and tie them too. I, I'm actually thinking about running an idea past Louise regarding okay. Valentine's day. Oh, what, what are you going to do? Oh, I want to hear this. I'm, I'm going to propose, and I think other people have actually done this, but I'm going to propose mm-hmm. that she and I pick another date for Valentine's Day so I can get all this stuff and not have to pay an arm and a leg for it. Holla at your girl. Let me tell you, because everything, the day, February 15th, everything is 70% off. <laughs> Unless you're at Walmart, then it's 99% off. So, yes. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm stealing this from you. I'm going to talk to Kenny when he gets home from work. February 15th, we're doing it. <laughs> Because the, the the impetus behind, you know, expressing your love on Valentine's Day, that's a great impetus. Right. It, I, I just don't see why you should be making certain companies rich. Right. I agree. I agree. And I feel like if you're doing it every day, you don't really need to celebrate Valentine's Day. Well, this day. is true. This is yeah. true. But by the same token, and this is the point that Louise made to me many years ago, mm-hmm. it's great to be recognized. It's great it to, is. It's it great is. to be told, you know, this is how I feel about you. Yeah, but I get that every day. So what's wrong with making a special day out of it? Nothing's wrong with it. I'm just okay. saying. Yeah. 
that, that's, I'm just that's saying I'm point. not going to pay a million dollars to go out to dinner exactly. in a crowded yeah. restaurant because everybody else is trying to prove a point. Like, no, yeah, February 15th. I'm with you on that. And it's the weekend this year. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going I'm to run it by Louise, see what she thinks. Yeah, let's, let's do brunch on Sunday. Let's do that. <laughs> brunch on Sunday. Brunch on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> February 16th, we're celebrating Valentine's Day. And I, I'm pretty sure that somebody, I, I remember reading about this a few years ago, somebody had this thing where they were making it like, you know, March 14th or February yeah. 8th or something. There was some other <laughs> date. There was an alternative date for it. And yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was. Well, remember how sad I was last year celebrating Singles Awareness Day? That's true. <laughs> yeah. We, that's a great point to bring up here mm-hmm. because at that, well, anybody who wants to, they can go back and listen to that episode. Yep. And yep. remember what it was like. You were not in a happy place. I was not. I was. You not. were trying to put on a brave face. Yep. You were trying to find a positive, but it was, it was a reach. It was a reach. Yep. <laughs> and here we are a year later. What a difference a year makes. Exactly. Yeah. 2019 was an interesting year for me. And you actually had to get through, you had had to go through one relationship in order to get to the second relationship that was the good one. I mean, I had to go through a bunch, but yeah. (laughs) Well, two that I knew about anyway. (laughs) Right, right. Two that you were here for. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, from last year. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So yeah, one more uh, proof in the pudding that if you can refocus your attention, it pays off. It definitely does. So Good now stuff. I'm going to refocus on weight loss because this is interesting to me. Well, I, I really do believe that you can lose weight or more precisely, you can slim down. That's mm. focusing more precisely on what you like. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. slim down with just your thought process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But my take on it is why do you have to limit yourself to just that? Why not do both? You want to know something weird, but kind of cool. When my grandmother passed away, my grandmother was a, a hot cup of tea. She was she was a rough around the edges. So okay. I was the only one in the family who got along with her. Oh, geez. Yeah. So when she passed, my mother said, I literally feel the weight off my shoulders and really? weighed herself and lost five pounds. No kidding. I swear. <laughs> so what do you think? That, what's your conclusion there? What does that uh, lead up to? That she had this mental weight that she was bringing with her onto the scale mm. every day. And then once my grandmother was gone, it was gone. Well, I'm going to bring in another factor that ties in directly to this. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it the last couple of shows. I've been reading Dr. Joe Dispenza's You Are the Placebo book. Yep. And that book, one of the major points in the book is if you think it, it becomes true. Facts. If you mm-hmm. feel it, it becomes true. It, right. Particularly in that book, he's trying to show how physiologically they've been able to map out exactly that, what that process is to make it come true, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To make it real. And why it is that our mindset is what governs our ability to heal or to not heal, depending on right. which way our mindset is. Mm-hmm. Well, we can certainly put weight loss in that same general category. It's a health issue. Yep. True. You know? So mm-hmm. why not apply the same placebo principles to weight loss? And that's, yeah. that is the mental side to it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, so now I'm going to put you on the spot. So what's your strategy going to be? I mean, are you going to do a mixture? Yeah, I'm going to do a little, little bit of both. I'm going to do a little bit of focusing on, on the positives and I'm going to do a little bit of um, making sure that mentally I feel mentally full mm-hmm. and also going to do a side note of keto, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And and I think that's really it. That's what we're doing. That mm-hmm. I mean, we're trying to to reduce those carbs, and we're, we're we're probably doing it to lose the weight, but mainly we're doing it to get the energy back. It's, fun. it's an oh, odd yeah. thing about carbs. Yeah. Carbs will wear you out. <sighs> they're exhausting. I get so tired after mac and cheese, but I love it. Oh, <laughs> they're just. <sighs> They'll, cheese they'll is my problem. Back. Cheese is my main <laughs> issue. <laughs> I will I'll, give up everything except for cheese. I, I'm willing to bet that it, in the mac and cheese, it's not the cheese that's causing the issue. No, it's the mac. It's definitely the mac. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where yeah. the carbs are. <laughs> yep, definitely is. Yep. <laughs> so keep the cheese. All right, I'll keep the cheese. You remember the old song, the cheese stands alone. So it's there. It's ready for you to take it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I know that's a reach. I was gonna say that's not even a dad joke. That's a grandpa joke. <laughs> I feel safe in telling that because I don't even have kids, let alone grandkids. So exactly. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> but seriously, this also ties into the other because we had a double topic today. The first topic being you know dealing with you know, rough things happening in the life of the IRS and and the other one being grief and dealing with that, which that's also a really rough thing to deal with. And we were talking about, okay, well, how do you shift your mentality? How do Mm -hmm. you shift to that thing that you like that seems so far away? Because when you're feeling miserable, it is far away. It's so far away. I think that's the the topic of today, actually. It is. Yeah. So with that topic in mind, I think we're kind of addressing it. I agree. You do it in a multitude of ways. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like with the the whole weight thing, you address it physically, mm-hmm. and you address it mentally, yeah, and emotionally. You you mm-hmm. do it. You do all of them. Yes. Because there's a lot to be said for taking specific actions mm-hmm. that are conducive to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Yes. You know, Health wise or anything else. Mm-hmm. And when we do take that constructive action, it, it fits in perfectly with the Dispenza theory, because mm-hmm. Dispenza teaches how. Um, I'm, I'm going to really do some shortcuts here in order to, to get it out quickly. But he teaches that when you are trying to understand what's what's keeping you stuck, what's mm-hmm. playing those tapes over and over again, mm-hmm. it, it it's all stored in your body. That's his, that's one yeah. of his main points in the book, it, that yeah. your body is kind of like your subconscious mind. Right. And that's where all the tapes are coming from. So you have to shift those tapes around. Well, what... Yeah. One of the good ways to do that is to shift your behavior so that you're experiencing a new environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't take a bite of food and go, oh, this is going straight to my thighs. It's <laughs> not your best strategy. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> not your best strategy. That is yeah. true. Yeah. We're, we're trying to pivot from that. That's what we're doing. Exactly. Exactly. And in the process, we end up discovering what that new way to look at situation is. Mm-hmm. Just by changing the environment. I mean, Cindy Chavez, she talks about how with her clients, if she has a client who's really stuck on something, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. really stuck and nothing that the client does, he or she does can make any difference. She mm-hmm. Cindy says, go rearrange the furniture of your bedroom. <gasps> That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> change the environment up. Mm-hmm. Because when you change the environment in some way, the old tapes no longer apply. Yes, true. So they Every don't time play I have a meltdown, often. I rearrange a room because I, I just feel so much better. I feel like I'm in control of the disorganization. Like that's, that's why I rearrange rooms. So I think that's part of what I'm going to do to deal with this IRS issue. I'm, I'm going to, 
it's not so much rearrange the room, although I should probably do that too. It's going to yeah, be more let's about move this office around. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be more about rearranging the way I'm dealing with this stuff, changing my approach, changing. Yeah. Because if you change your approach, it's going to have a different feeling, right? You got to rearrange the room in your mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Because that's where the, the that's where the room really is. Mm-hmm. It's in your mind. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. That's really, really good. You're welcome. <laughs> Mark that one down. That's a hashtag. That's a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so we got about four minutes left. Any last uh, comment? Jeffrey, once again, is dominating the live stream. But any last comments from the live stream from Jeffrey or anyone else? Uh, he said trademark blow up situation. That's already trademarked from like two years ago. But thank you, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're aligned, the energy and inspiration is there and helps move you. And another book about your emotions, mindset, and body. I think he's talking about Dispenza. Ah, yes. Okay. So mindset and body. That well mm-hmm. makes sense because that's the two aspects, the two keys. It's the physical and the mental. Mm-hmm. So good stuff, Jeffrey. Love it. Um, let's see. Three minutes left. What, oh, what do we do with three minutes? Well, one thing I usually do with you, are any spoilers? Anything going on that uh, people need to know about from a spoiler perspective? Uh, if you're watching This Is Us or if you're not watching This Is Us, you need to get into it now. Why is that? It, it is. I, I can't spoil anything, but I'm just going to say the actors on this show, I can't even. They're so impeccable. And the writing, stop it. Stop it. Like, it makes you rearrange. <laughs> it rearranges the room in your mind. That's what it does. It, it, it makes you, you're like, how did I not realize this was all happening until five minutes before the show ends? It's it's a, such a great show. But yeah, so, I was just. So this is the Matrix for TV. It is, but it, ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reach on my part. I was guessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have a recommendation. That's a good thing. We should yes. also remind people about subscribing and that kind of good stuff. Definitely. So let's do that. First of all, if you're not yet a subscriber to the podcast, be sure you become one. Most of you are now and the numbers do keep increasing. We are over 500 and counting. And uh, for those who are not yet subscribed, just go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. That's really the easiest way. And right at the top of the page are instructions on how to do it. And usually it's one click, sometimes two clicks, maybe three clicks, depending on what's going on with your device. But it's, <laughs> it's quick. It's really quick. Blame, blame the device, yeah. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, because it's, de- it's device dependent and it's app dependent. And true. everybody's got different apps on their devices. So, you know. True. Very true. Yeah, so, it, but the point is it's going to be quick no matter what your situation Yes. And then you get all the good stuff coming to your device every single time we publish it. Exactly. And that's how we keep increasing our numbers, and that's how you get your daily dose of happy. Hey! <laughs> and that's good stuff. And now, of course, they can also watch this on YouTube, and there's there are certain things to know about YouTube. So what are they, what are they supposed to know about that? Okay, well, first got to go to YouTube, and then you're going to, in the search bar, you're going to hit click LOA Today podcast videos. And once you've done that, you will see our smiling faces. And down below, you will see the red subscribe button. Hit that button. And then next to the red subscribe button, there is a bell. Click that silver bell and make sure you hit all so you will always be notified when we're live. That's a good, good plan, good strategy, and I like that. Yeah. You know, we, we, we don't really have a lot of time to go into it, and I kind of wanted to spend some time on this, so I'll have to do it. Maybe we'll do it next Tuesday or something. Okay. But I, I have an idea that I'm not yet ready to actually do but mm-hmm. I want to kind of get a, a sense of, is there any interest in our listening audience? Okay. Because it, it's, it involves audience participation. Basically, 
you know, we've talked a lot about meditation in mm-hmm. its various forms. Um, we were talking about it on Tuesday with Dan Mangana. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about Joe Dispenza's approach and how he gets particularly great results. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I find is always missing is what, how do we know what the vast majority of people get? I mean, we hear the stories about the exceptions, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the ones right. that stand up and take the mic, but there are, you know, 400 other people in the audience. How'd they do? Right. And, and I never really get a good sense of that. So I'm kind of toying with the idea of doing our own little mini study. Okay. And with that study, basically asking for volunteers from our listening audience mm-hmm. to agree to be a part of it and to, you know, do a little extra work to, uh, um, help us accumulate, you know, the data that we need to have. Yeah. Yeah. Some homework. Yeah. And, and it, there, there's not going to be, it's not going to be one of these, um, uh, double blind studies where we trick you into something like that. It's going to be very, very straightforward, mm-hmm. but something along the line of we will do a meditation and we'll ask you to give us some specific feedback about what it is you were trying to accomplish with it. And did you accomplish it? Or and to what degree did you get the result you're looking for? To what degree mm-hmm. did you not get, you know, that kind of stuff. And then see okay. if we can turn that into numbers and see what we end up with just to kind of okay. create a baseline. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm toying with. And okay. So I guess I'm putting it out there to say, if there are any listeners who think that's a good idea and you'd like to be a part of that, one of the best ways to make sure it actually happens is send us a note about it. Because yeah. if I hear that listeners are really interested, well, now I have more reason to say, yeah, let's go ahead and do this, uh, this exactly. little study. You know? And, and I kind of see this as, I, I call it a baseline for a reason. I see this mm-hmm. as the first of many. So this is kind of yeah. like a general one to just kind of lay down some data. Mm-hmm. And then we can start based on whatever results we get there. We can be inspired to create a different kind of study to see, well, okay, well, can we expand on this particular data point that came out from mm-hmm. the results that we got? And from that particular, and just, and just keep adding to our knowledge about how this stuff works. So I put it out there. And, and if people are interested, send us a note, you know, send yeah. me a note. You can send me an email, walt at lowaytoday.net. You can send us something on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, or whatever your best way is to get it to us. Um, you can go to the website, lowaytoday.net, and fill out the contact form and send it to us that way. But mm-hmm. send us a note. Tell us, you know, what you think. And, and, and I presume if you're going to send a note, it means, yes, I do want to do it. So, you know, tell us that you're volunteering and I'll mark it down. If we get a, a significant number of people signing up, significant being, say, five or more. Okay. We'll give it a shot. See what happens. All right. I like it. I like it. Right. So good stuff. Well, thank you very much, Alex. And I love the topic you came up with. Really thank good. Thank you. Very in-depth. It, it merged beautifully with mine, too, don't you think? I think mean, it was yes. good. Yes. I think we polished it off very nicely. I think we did. I think we did. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. So I will talk with you and Dan McGena again on Tuesday. So have a great yep. weekend. You, too. I will do that. And uh, we hope that all of our listeners do the same. We'll see you all next time. Whoops, what? I got to get this going here. We'll see you all <laughs> next time here on Hello Today. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>